Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. I'm so thankful to be here with Aaron Willis. Aaron, how are you, my friend? Good, good. Thank you very much. Absolutely, man. Pleasure. Well, uh, it's always a lot of fun when we hang out, so I figured why not share that with everybody else? Absolutely. And it's yeah. been a lot of fun to kind of get to know you this year as well as do business with you. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really appreciate about Aaron is that he's easy to do business with. I mean, for me, like, that's one of the qualifications that I like to see in working with someone else because, man, we got enough challenges, you know? We do. We've got plenty of challenges. We got to know each other doing a great uh, multifamily deal here in Louisville. And uh, you guys were actually the buyer. Yeah. And uh, it was good to uh, see new guys buying properties that I've never met before. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, it was just a lot of fun just because, you know, it was a challenging. There were some challenges with that deal, oh, but there was yeah. a ton of challenges with it. But it was just like, you know what, here they are. Let's just deal with it. So I thought it was um, a ton of fun. And I look forward to many, many more deals together yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because it's time to take it to another level. And we're definitely going to be doing that today. So I want to welcome you back to the show where we identify and apply how the best of the best are raising the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And if you appreciate what we're doing, we would appreciate if you subscribe to the show, if you gave us a rating, a review. Uh, you know, certainly helps us reach our message to a larger audience. And, and that's our goal really is to reach millions of people with this message because real estate along with, you know, becoming that higher version of yourself really can give you a life without limits. And that's kind of my mission statement. That's my company's mission statement. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're here to do. So with, with that, I want to go ahead and introduce Elevate Nation to Aaron Willis and uh, dive into the, the conversation here. So, Aaron is a real estate broker and developer, and his broker's business, Column Realty, which we are in the headquarters of today, uh, an absolutely beautiful headquarters here in Louisville, (laughs) Kentucky, is mainly centered on multifamily assets, his his broker's business, but he's also transacted on all types of real estate assets, industrial, retail, office, single tenant, net lease, et cetera. And he's been recognized several times uh, in, in several years by CoStar as a power broker for multifamily sales. He's extremely, um, extremely adept uh, in, in that side of the business and, and many others. But on the development side, he has or have been uh, you know, actively involved with the development, ownership, and management of eight self-storage facilities. So definitely want to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. And his facilities have been value-add, historic and non-historic multi-story conversions, and most recently, even new construction. So obviously, there's a range of experience there in real estate and the mm-hmm. business. Uh, but just tell me a little bit about, you know, more about Aaron behind the bio. Sure, so, behind the bio. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, so I, I'm a University of Kentucky grad, uh, went to school, you know, somewhat down the road, and uh, got out of college and jumped right into commercial real estate. I worked for a prominent class A uh, office developer here in town called Finley Real Estate Group and uh, had a great, you know, four years with them, really got to know the business. The great thing about that job 
coming out of college is that as a broker, typically you've got to find the product yeah. and then you got to find the tenant. Well, I had the product. So that was a blessing. All I had to do was find the tenant. Um, so that really gave me a lot of insight into, you know, deal flow, deal structure, obviously lease structure and how to deal with, with the best of the best, the class A tenants, the big class A tenants. Um, so that was wonderful. You know, I couldn't ask for a, you know, a, a better training ground there. And then from there, you know, kind of ventured into lending. Um, we had a uh, mortgage company for, for several years, but at the same time, I continued to maintain my real estate license, continued to invest in real estate. Um, you know, flash forward, uh, jump back into commercial real estate really full time and uh, have been doing that for years and years. Um, you know, I've always wanted to increase my, my asset base, which drew me to self-storage investments. Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, it's one of my, you know, primary focuses right now. You know, I try to look at, you know, okay, how do you divide your time? It's probably about, you know, it, it's awfully close to 50-50 on brokerage and mm -hmm. finding new deals to own, develop, manage. Um, and touching on that, one of my first self-storage opportunities was downtown Louisville, you know, a historic uh, building called the Curfee's Building. And so just going by it once a week, you know, I think I was doing a deal downtown, a brokerage deal, and I would drive by that building every day, and I'd scratch my head going, what could this building be? And it's a beautiful old building. Uh, we went through the building several people had failed to develop it because a couple things. Number one, the, the floor plates were not conducive for multifamily and there was zero parking to go with the building. Um, so the parking also negated hospitality, any hotels. So <clears throat> during this time of trying to figure out what was going to happen to the building, I was in Philadelphia and drove by a building that looked almost identical to this. You know, probably built in the early 20s, same structure, same uh, column uh, design in the building. Walked in it and it was owned and managed by CubeSmart. And CubeSmart's one of the largest self-storage REITs in America. And talked to them, got the lay of the land, they converted it, how's your occupancy? Occupancy's great. So came back to Louisville and I was like, that's it. And so we got it under contract, um, brought in some wonderful equity investors. And uh, from there, it's turned into a wonderful project that Extra Space manages for us and high occupancy, uh, doing great. And so from there, continued to expand into self-storage. Now, prior to self owning self-storage, um, you know, I owned multifamily. Uh, with a couple, a couple other guys here in Louisville. That was great. Um, the reason we got out of it, well, number one, we, we were able to get out of it, exit at a, at a gain. So that's number one. But number two, we were kind of at a crossroads that we either need to pick up several hundred units to get third-party management or we need to sell. And so as a, 
as a group of investors, we agree, we just decided to sell. So that's not to say I wouldn't invest more sure. family today. It's a great asset class. So, you know, that that's kind of what, what my ownership has consisted of is, is, you know, some multifamily and now getting much more heavy into uh, self storage. Mm -hmm. um, on, on self storage, we also, you know, we, we, we love purchasing value add mm -hmm. in this environment it's extremely difficult to find value add self storage opportunities just like it is in multifamily. Yeah. Or really any asset yeah. class. I always laugh. I get these yeah. calls all the time. We're looking for value add yeah. X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah. I just heard the exact, like, are you guys all planning the same, you know, pitch here? Cause it's everybody, but everybody's looking for the same thing. Like you said, everybody's looking for the same thing. And, um, you know, for, for anybody listening to this, who's, you know, thinking about self storage, yeah. um, or any other asset class, you know, you just can't get disgruntled. You just, yeah. you can't, you have to continue to dig and dig and dig and mm -hmm. dig. Um, you know, with, with what I have invested in, you know, we'll look at, I bet you 20 deals or more before we find one. That's a better, um, ratio you know, than some, you know, some yeah. say a hundred, right. 50, a hundred and then they find one. Well, and you know, I, I You've guess honed your process, I, Brett. You're yeah. right. Exactly. And, and I'm not, I'm probably not including stuff that I'll immediately write off. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. these are deals that like, okay, you know, the first thing I do is I just look at feasibility, mm -hmm. you know, what's, what's the supply out there? Where's my population? Where's my household? I know exactly what's, what the need or unmet demand is. Mm -hmm. uh, where you can get tripped up is if you don't have a firm grasp on future development. Mm -hmm. So you really, that's where it gets a little bit difficult. You got to, you know, jump in there to whatever market you're in to, you know, planning, design, planning, zoning, the local development office and find out what is on the horizon. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing for multifamily, you know, obviously. That's an advanced tactic though. I mean, that's a really <laughs> key distinction is like, we you need to know what's happening today, but then also sure. you've yeah. got to have an understanding of what's going on tomorrow because you may miss an opportunity that may work otherwise. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've passed on, you know, several deals because of what's coming into the market. Um, we've yeah. got a facility right now that we got in before everybody else, but I mean, there's, you know, this is here in Louisville, Kentucky out off Westport road. Yeah. It's called river city self storage. Great, great development. And yeah. you know, there's three new facilities around us. So now our occupancy is fine. Yeah. Yeah. But what we missed on is the rental rate. So oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So everybody knew that the demand was there, mm -hmm. but, but everybody beat, beating up on each other on rental rates is yeah. what's, you know, struggled now. And some of them are national. So some of the competitors are national. So what they'll do is, um, you know, come out with extraordinarily good incentives, Yeah, you know, to move in. So, mm -hmm. you know, we match them along the way. Mm -hmm. And I would venture to say that our total cost is probably less than their total cost. So we can actually undercut them. Mm -hmm but you're still, you're, you're coming off your pricing 20%. So, but now that we're about a year and a half into it, we are able to start to increase the pricing back to where we had originally performed it, but it takes time. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other thing is like knowing the future development, you know, mm -hmm. uh, plans can really kind of help you understand, well, all right, the competition today is yeah. great, but 
you know, in the future, man, that, that really hurts if you can't hit the revenue that you need. Yeah. And information is king in this, in this yes. business. Yes. I mean, as you know, I mean, if you have all the information, you're, you're, you're going to win. Yeah. You know, by not losing. That's, that's, that's what strikes me about you is that you have the information not only from, you know, what you can access and you can acquire, right. really, you got to pay for a lot sure. of information in our business as well. Right. But, right. but it is about intuitive knowledge of information. What's happening on the streets? Yeah. What is this market truly like that the feasibility mm-hmm. study doesn't say? Exactly. I mean, how do you build that? Would you say it's your time in the business or how's that, how's that developed for you? With, with what? As far as just your intuitive knowledge. I mean, well, you know, of your, your information advantage. I, I tell you this much is that I am extremely hands-on, which sometimes hurts you because you don't have enough time in the day to do everything. Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. so you, you, you've got to be able to delegate some tasks. But mm-hmm. when I first got into storage, I had to know every little specific yeah. thing about the industry. Yeah. And, uh, and so as I've gone forward, I, I have been able to relinquish some of those things. But for me, the number one biggest thing was feasibility. Mm-hmm. Is, is it feasible to build this facility? Um, so what I did is I read feasibility reports to mm. understand yeah. how do they create these metrics? What, do, what are they looking at? And then so what I'm able to do, and, and feasibility reports are very expensive. I mean, they are yeah. upwards of $5,000. So if you're looking at 20 deals, you want to spend five thousand dollars on twenty deals with one of them working for sure, right? right, right so, right. so I figured out basically what are they looking at? Where do I go to get the demographics to get what I need? And then so I can quickly within ten minutes get a snapshot feasibility, right? At and least then, at least a high level, like kind of yes, to understand whether it's worth investing. Before. Exactly, yeah. exactly. exactly. And if it looks good, if it looks positive, then I know that at that moment, the project is still a go. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, uh, and then I'm not saying at that point we, 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 we hire a feasibility expert, but we continue to go down the road of exploring whether or not it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I got very entrenched with, you know, some of the seminars, you know, I'll go to the Mm -hmm. self storage association meetings, um, inside self storage meetings. So it's very good to go to those surround yourself with, you know, industry experts, because there's yep. always somebody who knows more than you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the guy at the top of the period, there's yeah. still going to be somebody above you that's going to know a little bit more, right. have a better understanding, who's been doing it longer. Um, you know, the national guys, you know, in this business, everybody uh, is very open to share information. Um, I find the same thing with multifamily for sure. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. It, 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 everybody wins by sharing the information. And I know now that's not to say there are still are a ton of mom and pops in self storage. Yeah. A ton. So they are a little bit more guarded mm-hmm. uh, with their rental rates because some of them don't post it online with their occupancy. Um, you know, in a lot of our communities that we, we have self storage facilities in, there are some mom and pops. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I do talk to them, I, I try to explain the purpose of, you know, my call. It's, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm trying to get an idea of your rental rates, what your occupancy is. Right. You know, we can help each other. Right. Um, you know, instead of competing against each other, but sometimes people just don't want to hear that. So, yeah, yeah. and that's fine too. I, I, 
respect. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you yeah, letting yeah. us look at kind of behind the curtain sure, on this because sure. there's a lot that goes into really being yeah. successful as far as either an investor, mm-hmm. you know, syndicator, mm-hmm. developer. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I mean, there's a lot of information that you've got to gather, a lot of relationships you've got to build, yeah. and it's not a quick process. You've got to continue to invest in things, whether it's a feasibility study or mm-hmm. you know whether it's uh, you know a deal that maybe you know doesn't really hit your metrics. I mean, that's also sure. an information yeah. you know, that you can utilize in a, in a future opportunity. Yeah. So. Yeah. I want to I want to switch gears just slightly because uh-huh. I'm curious to know like as somebody like yourself who's who's always kind of dedicated towards mm-hmm. you know acquiring that information advantage to acquiring you know opportunities mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know give you a, an uncommon life right? right you're not just living like that average kind right. of like you know right. plug it in and at the end of the day we, we go home right and, you know next day it's the same kind of thing I mean you're doing you're, you're stepping out on a limb on right. a lot of these things right sure so was there was there a moment in your life when you kind of said you know what I'm not gonna live that average life I'm gonna I'm gonna you know push through it and create something that's you know great extraordinary well you know I mean I guess it's just an accumulation of everything yeah yeah you know I always knew and, and you know there were times where you know I was an employee Right. And I could not stand it. You know, I just, yeah. uh, I think you're either, you're either hardwired to, you know, work for quote unquote the man mm-hmm. or you want to be the man. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying be the man is a, uh, you know, it, it, like a conceited thing. Right. But, you know, I guess I just, took it upon myself that look you know i got one shot at this life and you know and i, I gotta make the most of it and i mm-hmm. just didn't think that you know being an employee was gonna be the uh correct path mm-hmm. um and i'm and i'm probably not a very good employee to have i don't think i would be yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you know i would be uh you know i'm the guy who likes to you know go at my own pace. Yeah. And sometimes that pace, it might be really early, but sometimes maybe coming in later in the day. Right. You know, right. Leaving to work early. Right. Going late. So, um, anyways, but yeah, I, so I've always been kind of hardwired like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was no dramatic event in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny because, you know, both my parents, my, my dad was in utility construction. So he was an employee his whole life. My yeah. mom was an RN. She was an employee her whole life. So I grew up in a very non entrepreneurial environment same here and yeah. you know i guess it is what it is you know you just uh well naturally in real estate if you want to make it in real estate you got to be able to i yeah. mean even even guys that are agents of mine they're not my employees they're they're, they're all they're independent. Independent. yeah yeah so um you know they've they've all got that that risk tolerance but you know the great thing to what drew me to real estate is the ability to every day is different and you could make whatever you want to make, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and if you're working for somebody as an employee, you have a ceiling Mm -hmm. and you and I, we don't Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) We we don't have a base. base (laughs) either. So, so there's definitely some, some pluses and minuses, but if you decide, Hey, I want to make a million bucks this year, you could do it. Yeah. With, with the right steps, Absolutely. you know, just, you know, um, 
there, there's always that potential and you can't say that yeah. as an employee. So with, so with that said, I mean, obviously you've got to be fully committed, right? Fully committed. Yep. Fully committed. Not only that, but you've got to be consistent in, mm -hmm. in many different directions, sure. whether it's investing in your own information advantage, whether it's mm -hmm. investing in relationships, having conversations. I mean, yeah. I know for sure, like even you and I, I mean, like right. we've had experiences recently yeah. where it's like, man, we're spending time and we're not, we're not making money. Right. You know? Right. So exactly. like, what's an example of something that you've done over the past, call it 12 months that you've done that really kind of has put you in a position, you know, I guess the first thing is like, you've raised the bar right. to a point where uh -huh. you're, you're taking advantage of the opportunity of the unlimited ceiling and sure, sure. what have you done? You know, I mean, my, my biggest thing is what, what, what I find, happening to myself which you may experience it as well is that you get overwhelmed i mean you just look at my dad oh, i mean there, sure. there's kind of papers everywhere and you know I can and, then, and then you know your voicemail gets filled up your email box gets filled up so you, it's just yeah and you're trying to figure out what's the most important thing here and yeah. so for me it's just trying to become more organized yeah if i become more organized if i try to take stuff off of my plate then i can focus on what is the most important mm -hmm. of all of these tasks mm -hmm. and one of the things that i did is trying to decide okay um what's the most important thing is it brokerage or is it the self-storage facilities that i own mm -hmm. well I think it's clear for me, it's, it's the facilities I own. So, yeah, yeah. so that is number one. And then number two is the brokerage. And I do, you know, have agents like the one you met. And mm -hmm. so what I do is just try to give, provide all the support I can and, and, and all of the, the parameters and keys and everything that he needs or she needs. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but, you know, so, so my big thing is just really trying to, I try to finish each day with, with at least taking care of, of the crucial things that are in front of me, mm -hmm. you know, whether, whether or not those things make me money or just, um, get rid of headaches. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I understand, you know, I mean, there's, there's like, if you look at it, there's tasks right. that you have to, you have to do, right? Sure. sure. There, there, there may be low dollar tasks, yeah, yeah. but they maybe put you in a position to achieve high dollar yeah. short projects or Absolutely. whatever that may be. And you've also got to prioritize. I really like the thought of like, you got to identify well, what's, what's most crucial right now. Right. Right. And then, you know, truly put that down to like, all right, well, this is number one. This is number right. two. Right. It's not that you're letting things slide, but mm -hmm. just at least having the understanding that this is going to be my highest sure, output sure. in this direction. Right. So for me, for, for me, it's organization. The number two, yeah, yeah. one of the things that I used to do all the time that I got away from a little bit, it was, was just, just marketing, whether that's mm. email marketing to existing, uh, you know, clients or future clients, it's trying to reach out and touch people that I've done business with or that I want to do business yes. with. Um, and then same goes for guys like you, yeah. other brokers, um, whether or not that's, you know, grabbing some coffee, having lunch, even if there's no there's no um, itinerary to that meeting. Yeah. It's just being with them. I mean, some of the best deals I've ever done is just by haphazardly running into a broker and we start yeah. talking about deals. Absolutely. I mean, one of the best, yeah. you know, the deals I can think about was, you know, downtown on Main Street and, um, you know, ran into the broker and we just started chit-chatting. Well, lo and behold, he had a deal falling apart and I had a guy looking to buy. So, 
it's in, it's crucial to yeah. keep up lines of communication with guys in our industry. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of times we need to schedule those times. Yeah. Together. I mean, you and I have had just sure. text discussions that have turned into deals. Right. It's like just even that time can be well spent if you're building the appropriate relationships. Right. right? right. Absolutely. But with all that said, I mean, you're talking about organization as well as marketing, really kind of building relationships, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, through prospecting or just sure. even building those kind of long-term relationships. What are some things that you've had to say no to during this process? Oh, say no to, well, obviously deals. Um, yep. I, you know, um, 19 out of 20, right? Yeah. Saying, yeah. 19 yeah. out of 20. Um, there are, um, I've had to say no to very few, you know, um, listings. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah, no. Um, say because most of our listings are specific to commercial, whether or not it's multifamily, retail, industrial. Um, so I've had to say no to very few of those. There are, you know, now on a on a personal financial side, I do say no to several things because you know they they're just you know events that are just too expensive yeah yeah, you know, yeah. we can get into that um how do you how do you like what do you have parameters set on that kind of stuff you know it's so funny i don't if it feels right i yeah. do it if it doesn't feel right i don't do it give me an example all right as an example like in the self self storage yeah they have a conference an ssa it's a ski conference in utah mm -hmm. all right so that's two thousand dollars yeah right and so for me have I reached a point of success in that industry that I'm worthy of a $2,000 go out to a ski right. retreat? Right. No. Right. I don't. I'm not. I also don't like cold weather. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. You're not a skier. Maybe. So, that's a, yeah. so, but no, I mean, that's to, to me, that's over the top and ridiculous. Sure. You know, so, um, you know, when I, when I do things like that, I'd like to, I, I really want to soak it all in. And yeah. I just don't, I think I'd be more nervous and concerned about wrecking on skis than I would, but, right. but it is, it's just, it's right. just way too expensive. So, you know, I, I try to keep things in perspective. Uh, I do have two kids, one at, one in college and one in high school. So, you know, I, I try to, although I don't listen to somebody like a Dave Ramsey, I, cause I already understand everything he's about and what he's right, talking right, about. Right. Uh, you know, I try to be very smart because yeah. I do recognize and realize that a lot of my money I do need to push out to marketing. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not that's, you know, paying for marketing or marketing in terms of me meeting with people and buying dinners for and sure. lunches and, you know, for all sure. of that. So I'm very cautious of that. Um, you know, anybody that, anybody listening that, that, that has some success in their first two or three deals, you know, don't let it go to your head. Be careful. Be yeah. careful. Yeah, absolutely. Don't change your lifestyle. Don't go out and get a new car. Don't, don't yeah. buy anything. <laughs> well, you know, that's the natural tendency of most it people. Is. You reach more success and you say, well, let's Great. elevate our life, you know, lifestyle. Absolutely. And I can understand that for sure, but it can get dangerous. Yeah, it careful. can get dangerous. And, and, you know, we have, I've lived through, you know, arguably probably one of the worst times in real estate yeah. ever. Yeah. And um, so I've seen it, you know, when, when Lehman Brothers failed in 2008 yeah. happened and it was not fun. And uh, a, a lot of people, you know, lost a lot more than, yeah. I mean, they lost families and homes and, right. you know, so you look at those lessons and so, so 
with all that being said, when I do do a deal, we try to go in pretty cash heavy and as light as possible on mm -hmm. debt. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what have I walked away from and not done it? You know, it, it's primarily deals. It's, you know, certain opportunities like we talked about with yeah. these, you know, seminars, it's, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You just so, gotta be smart. Yeah. So tell me about, you know, cause we're talking about like some of your, your habits mm -hmm. in terms of building sure. relationships or just, you know, setting up meetings mm -hmm. and just, cause I mean, that's honestly what you're great at is right. building the relationship. I try. So tell me <laughs> more about some other habits that are just key to who you are and, and have created some success for you. Well, you know, you know, my big thing is, is, and I think you're, just coming into, you know, being married and getting right, ready to have right. a family. Coming and in. so, you know, it, marriage is, is, is wonderful. Yeah. You know, if you find the right person and you, and you, you, you have children, it's, it, is your it, wife it, a listener? So we're, no, okay. I'll get her to be a listener. All right. Just want to make sure that she hears that. All right. But it does, it does ground you Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know, when you're young, the natural tendency is to go, 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 go. Right. And what I'm talking about is go out and, you know, meet the folks and entertain and, and, and you know you don't so what i try to do is i try and it's hard to be balanced you know yeah. you, you you get up you yeah. go to work you try to compartmentalize everything and it's not easy it is business. not easy yeah. um but at the same time you know like for instance i have a great group of guy friends and we yeah. meet and we go to happy hour that's cool and yeah but so i've got to turn off the the real estate the the, the day job Mm -hmm. and and meet with these guys you got to keep up those social relationships and um you know and i've made sure that i've kept those up and like i said it's not the easiest thing to do um to turn one on and, and one off but right. it is good to have balance um working out mm -hmm. you know um Actually, I haven't worked out for a while because I had a case of tennis elbow, uh -oh. which, uh, but I don't play tennis. So anyway, so, you know, but I was always pretty good about that. Right. You know, right, I right. grew up playing soccer. Okay. I actually yeah. played at IU one year right. until I transferred. I retired and transferred. So, okay. You hung so, up. Hung up yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was always pretty active in that yeah. regard. Um, you know, but it's hard. You know, yeah. to, to, to this is a this is a really good reminder though for me, like on balance, and I hope that this yeah. resonates with other yeah. people though, yeah. because you know you're pushing hard, you're doing everything you can to kind of reach you know the highest levels yeah. of success you want. You're thinking big, but you do have to remember. I it's the thing that really stuck out for me is like you got to remember to maintain social relationships outside of your business, and absolutely because we're especially in real estate, it is a very relationship it oriented is. business. It is so you're developing relationships, but uh -huh. they are focused towards business uh -huh. and that. So I don't know. To me, that's a good reminder. It's like you you still have to kind of spend time and invest your time yes. and just attention to other people too. Absolutely. It do. doesn't relate to profit or anything. Absolutely. Like that. And so, you know, I mean, when I meet with my guy friends, we, we, we try not to talk about each other's business. Yeah. You know, but I know it comes up. Yeah. It, it does come up. And actually mine probably correlates with everybody. Whereas like a buddy of mine that sells medical supplies, mm -hmm. well, do we want to talk about that? No, <laughs> right, right. Right. I mean, you know, I don't, but everybody has a use for a guy that knows real estate. For sure. You know, everybody wants to be a part of those um, deals. Yeah, you know. exactly. But, um, yeah, so I try to, you know, try to keep it balanced. And then, you know, the big thing is, is trying not, don't, you know, get caught up with, if, if you haven't called somebody back, if you haven't, you know, 
don't get disappointed with yeah. yourself. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Just just do what you can do. Yeah. Um, and just you know keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's a good. That's around. a good statement too. I, I read this book not too yeah. long ago called Atomic Habits. I don't uh-huh. know if you ever heard of it, uh-huh. but um, he actually talked about. He's like, look, if you have a yeah, it's a good one. We'll put that in the show notes too. But um, it's you know what one of the things he talked about was you know if you miss a day, like right. say you're committing right. to working out, whatever it is like just don't miss two in a row because right. then it starts that becomes your habit sure, you sure. Know, whatever it is or right. you know it's like don't beat yourself up if you haven't called somebody else because right. then you just get into this negative spiral you do otherwise so you do it, it, you know and it's so funny because you know there, there's like and this goes back from my days of playing soccer you get these ocd traits you know it's like oh, okay yeah. i want to put one this the right shoe on first yeah. and the left shoe and then right. i want to tie the left foot you know yeah and then if you win a game doing that habit now you're stuck oh, you know? yeah. So, yeah 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 so so, so I think a lot of people will do that and they'll say, you know what? Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, I got to get all these phone calls made. So they're hurrying, they're going to hurry up and make all these phone calls. But I just think it's a horrible idea because when you do make the call, you want to be fully engaged in the call, For sure, yeah. not just to make a call to hurry up, get off the line and say, well, I checked that off the list. Absolutely. So that's a totally, great yeah. Reminder. Yeah. So I tried to, and I've caught myself a lot of times getting on the phone or talking to people one-on-one and the whole time I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. Same. So you kind of got to take a deep breath and either write it down. I'm going to come back to that later, mm-hmm. you know, but try to be fully engaged in the person or the task at hand. People can tell that too. If you're not oh. present, it's like, dude, I can tell your brain yeah. is somewhere you're, you're, else. You're, you're fried. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, yeah. I, I was going to try to do something with you, but yeah. you know, if you right. don't really care about this right. and that's fine. Exactly. So, and it compounds. Exactly. You start doing that. So, yeah. Tell me about what's a, what's an, uh, what's the most worthwhile or maybe something that's been mm-hmm. very worthwhile for you as an investment in yourself uh, over the past year or two. Mm honestly and it's not even business related yeah i swear it, it's diet and exercise okay All yeah right. i mean that's it i mean the cliche thing to say is you know oh you know did more deals or whatever right but, right, right right but it's uh but it supports you to do more deals yeah it yeah. does yeah i i got i i uh, tell me more about it like what type of diet and exercise do you you know what i did i so for me so i'm a big eater right yeah, yeah. so same so, here which yeah. we enjoy some yes, lunches yes, together, yes, yes, sure, yes. Yeah. and so what I ended up doing is, is I just got off the bread. Okay. You know, All right. yeah. and I just, you know, try to trim the bread, the sugars. Now I don't, I, there was a period where I got, I was really adhering to it, mm-hmm. but then I just kind of pulled back a little bit just to say, you know what, I'm not going to eat bread, which means try to stay away from sugars, yeah. which means, you know, no rice, no beans, no, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but I ate like huge quantities of salads. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or a lot of eggs in the, in the, in the for breakfast mm-hmm. or bacon or sausage yeah. or steaks or whatever. So I, I was still able to satisfy my ability to large quantity. I right. just wasn't, you know, putting in all the bread and right. starches and stuff right. like that. So and then of course, you know, when you're, when you're out at happy hour, you know, no, yeah. no beer. So, okay. You know, all right, all and, right. uh, so anyways, yeah, it's, so that I mean, was big for me. And I, so I got, I did that lost, you know, from, you know, 20, 25 pounds and then, you know, just continue, just continue to exercise. Yeah. And so that, 
just made me feel so much better. Yeah. And it, it's, these are like really easy tweaks too. It, That's it, what I like about them. Very easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could go overboard. I guess it's a little like keto, but it, I, I never considered it keto because right. keto is really drilling down sure. to a certain amount. So I never count it. I don't like to count anything. Yeah. I don't want to count it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to do it. Right, right. It's that, a behavior. It's a lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the best thing for me. Yeah. And then, you know, if we go to a, an event, you know, uh, a social event. I mean, I'm not going to be the guy there going, Oh, where's the, uh, non bread stuff. Right, right. So don't interrupt yes. everybody else. So I'll, I'll cheat from time sure. to time just to, you know, I'm not going to make anybody uncomfortable. I mean, if I go to Thanksgiving dinner, I'm not going to, sure. you know, I'm not going to make anybody feel bad. So, um, so that, is great and you know yeah. brought a lot of balance makes you feel better mm-hmm. um, gives you more energy gives to, you more energy you know you run feel, through the your own sure. feasibility study or yeah whatever it may be i know. mean you know get up earlier sleep better yeah. um, and when you have confidence in yourself too and you feel better you bring yourself stronger to right. a meeting to a discussion absolutely you build a better relationship mm-hmm. because you know like one of the things that i'm so fascinated with is identity like who you right. believe you are and deep down your subconscious yep. it really kind of projects onto other people sure. and if you respect yourself you have self-confidence in the fact that you know what my identity is somebody who yeah. you know, who eats well who exercises and it's like that's it's like this deep-seated thing that then you know gets sure. projected on other people i think it's fascinating absolutely yeah absolutely is and it's nice to be able to fit into your clothes comfortably yeah that, <laughs> not to mention that yeah we failed to mention that the most important part uh so talk yeah. to me about um you know we're, we've been talking about you know all the all the great things you know all, yeah. the, all the all the you know positive successes but tell me about a failure you know tell me about a failure that that you've experienced that has set you up for later success oh you know i mean since since we we are dealing more with real estate you yeah. know I'll, I'll i'll dig into real estate a little bit of real estate failure and you know it, it this this went back to you know oh seven oh eight oh nine in that era and you know and it was you know it was it was a deal that that we had in in florida and um you know we bought it out of foreclosure uh, we bought it with a ton of equity uh in the property and then you know when the markets turned um they turned hard and especially uh, in florida right especially in florida yeah. and uh and, and it's funny because i bought this building i had partners and my partners were in the real estate business. So we were all um, uh, closing attorneys, appraisers, real estate broker. Mm-hmm. And none of us saw what was going to happen. Now, I had a feeling things were frothy. I think everybody did, but nobody yeah. thought it was going to be that disastrous. Right. We, we thought, okay, it, we're going to buy this, this, this house that was coming out of foreclosure. Worst case, if the market goes down five or ten percent, you know we're fine. Right, know? right. Well, the market went down over seventy percent. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we had a firm decision to make. I mean, right. do, do we continue to throw good money towards a horribly bad investment? Yeah. Um, or do we talk to the bank and get out of this thing? And of course, the bank at that time had their bailout. And so from the federal government, and so they were very willing to work with us to allow us to short sell the property and then not um, be subject to a default judgment. So um, we luckily got out of it, but it, it really just taught me to don't get caught up in 
what's going on in real estate. Um, mm. You know, in the, always understand that the bad times are, they're there, they're hovering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to say things like, okay, like for instance, self-storage, it's very frothy. Mm-hmm. Um, valuations are very high. People are building, yeah. it seems haphazardly almost, um, which I question how lenders don't see that, go back to feasibility. It's not feasible to build this facility. There's too much competition. I see that in multifamily. They're building apartments everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so that obviously makes me nervous, but at the same time, we've got to continue to do our jobs, Yeah. whether it's brokering or if we're in the development or ownership of apartments or storage, we've got to continue to do those things. We've just got to be a little bit more cautious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of the ways I try to counteract what is ultimately going to be a pullback in real estate is going in a little bit cash heavier, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, whether, you know, instead of going at 80% loan to value, going at 75, going to 70, you know, yeah. your cash on cash isn't going to be as good, but we're prepared for what ultimately is going to come yeah. at some point. Um, so yeah, so I have, definitely uh witnessed the worst that this industry has to offer mm-hmm. and uh it, it, and that has hurt me sure. I, I i've passed on i've brokered apartment deals that normally i would have maybe tried to buy mm-hmm. and try to partner mm-hmm. and so i broker it and i see these guys buy these apartment complexes turn them and sell them and make millions mm-hmm. and that I'm like, well, that could have been me. Yeah. Not that I would have made, but I would have been a part of a group. Sure. That could have made money. Sure. And so, but the experience of that 08, 09, you know, well, it, it's like it, musical chairs. I mean, when, is is. The mu- when will the music stop? And if, sure. if your strategy is based on, well, you know, my valuation now mm-hmm. and my potential valuation in the future, yeah. that's when you start to get yourself into some challenge, right? Yep. And so because of that, I, I really try to follow everything that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. The political climate, which, you know, nobody can figure out, but, you know, where is yep. that going? Where, where, you know, right. I, I follow the 10-year treasury on a daily basis. I follow right. the stock. I, I follow it all. Right. Um, now, I don't drill down to really, I, I don't go crazy. I yeah. just look at it. You know, on the periphery, just so, what's the summary? What's mm-hmm. going on? Um, you know, and, and, and where and how is it going to fall apart? I don't think anybody knows. No. But um, for me, if I had to guess, it's an overbuilding mm-hmm. um, in certain markets. Um, you know, I know here in Louisville, Kentucky, I mean, we're entirely overbuilt on storage. And that that's all happened in the last four years. Right. You know, um, I see, you know, huge apartment complexes going up and you know, where are the people coming from? Yeah. Because our, our area is not creating jobs like a lot of other areas. Right. Nashville. 
Well, and I think I do think it's but, interesting because I mean, you if know. you look at some of the statistics, at least in multifamily, I mean, the absorption has been extremely strong. But yeah, you got to imagine there's got to be some sort of dust settling and shake up across the space in some way. But somebody's getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we don't, we're we're not creating enough jobs to in households to yeah. to to fill all those fresh new apartments. I mean, yeah. the, the guys that in B, C class have got to be hurting. There's a for pool. sure somewhere. There's a pullback. Pull. I I just don't know where it is. Yeah. And most people don't. Well, I think there's definitely yeah. a lot of wisdom in, in having optimistic caution, right? What right. you do. It's yeah. like, you can't just be reckless and yeah. hey, man, we're just, you know, going gangbusters and we're you know, in the 10, 10 and a half sure. years in this expansion yeah. that kind of stuff. So just be cautious and diligent. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything, uh, you know, feels good. Right. You know? So, yeah, you know, I mean, where, yeah. where I do remember in 08 and it, it really, it, felt frothy it feels certain aspects of this feel feel frothy but you know it's uh i'll say this i mean the occupancies are high right so the numbers don't lie yeah you know if the apartments are really suffering then then, you know oh no now we got a problem right you know on the self-storage front i mean like all of our facilities are you know with the exception of one that that we're just doing some redevelopment to they're all 90 percent range and um you know and self-storage should weather recessions pretty well um you'll probably have higher you know delinquencies but Mm -hmm. um you know one industry i don't follow at all and i should is probably uh residential development Mm -hmm. you know i don't i really don't know what's going on there i don't know you know we don't do any residential um to speak of so um you know, I, 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 that that's an area I probably should track a little bit better. Yeah. You know, well, I think it's important to even that mention that because yeah. everything's tied together, you it know, is. whether it's residential development or even something that's not even related to real estate yeah. at all. I mean, right. currency, I mean, one thing I look at is, you know, what's going on with uh, the, the global currency, sure. you know, you've got different nations who are poaching the yeah. dollar and trying to say, we're not going to base our economy now around the dollar. Right. So, you know, sometimes you think about, it's like, well, would I rather be heavy in cash or would I rather have right. equity in, you know, an asset that mm-hmm, pre- mm-hmm. generates income and perhaps a uh, insulation from, you know, this, it's, it's a very much more complex yeah. environment that anybody can wrap their mind around, sure. whether you're Donald Trump or yeah. anybody in this entire world. I mean, you, you know, it's more complex for even the United States government to really grasp their arms around. Absolutely. So you just have to make decisions. At least, this is my opinion. I yeah. feel like yeah. you just got to make decisions that work best for you. But right. So. Exactly. You know, and it's, 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 you know, my big thing is just surround yourself with, with people that are very knowledgeable. I know yeah. it's very cliche to yeah. say, and, and if, and if, if you have investors or an investment group and, you know, get involved with people that are going to help the situation. Sure. Um, and sometimes helping the situation is by being to having very silent investors. Yeah, right, right. Please don't <laughs> hey, say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just that you know, you don't want a guy calling you every second of the day, going, "What's our occupancy?" Yeah, right, where, right, where, right. Where are we? Where are we? Right. Um, where again, at the same time, I mean, I know we've got an investor that you know always brings new uh, opportunities to us. Sure. You know, that's, that's awesome. That's a great investor. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, having some multiple sort of you know benefits of sure. being a part of the deal right yeah one yeah. of the first deals i ever did i didn't have a partner on and yeah and i was like man i wish i had a partner to just strategize you're out there me. on an island by yeah yourself. it's like man not only you know i'd love to have some additional capital here but right. i'd also love some strategy because it's it's not all roses man it it's is a, you know it's not it's frightening 
Yeah. I mean, I know the first that, you know, going back to the Kirby's building that I did, I mean, yeah. there was some, there was some sleepless nights. I guarantee it. There was some, uh, lonely days walking around in that building trying yeah. to figure out if is this going to happen how do you deal with stress like that you know because it's a high very high stress it, it is it is um if you let it get to you if you let it get to you um i'm somewhat lucky in that i i, I do I can let my mind wander. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we all do. Of, yeah, yeah. Which, which, which allows me to release a little bit of the stress. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, exercise helps. But yeah. But then again, at the same time, you jump on that treadmill, and all you can think about is the deal that's falling apart on you. For sure. So yeah. um, you just, you know, talking to guys like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, is it, great. Um, you know, whether or not they're going to tell you what you want to hear or what you don't want to hear, mm -hmm. uh, just getting it off your chest. Mm -hmm. um, or, um, you know, I, one of the things that I always have done, and it's always been okay, is like, for instance, the, I go back to the Curfews building. There was some time we were trying to find the equity investors. We were hitting the end of the due diligence period. We didn't have the deal together. It looked like we were going to lose a substantial amount of earnest money. And calling the owner and just letting him know you're right just being brutally honest yep. and, and face the fact and he was the nicest guy in the world he's a complete gentleman and he was like you know what he goes i'm going to give you all the extension you need because i can see how hard you all are working yeah. on this That's and awesome. he's like i would rather give you all the extension than to take your money and put it on the market and then wait another year while somebody's going through due diligence absolutely so you know, anybody who listens that is into real estate, yes. it's always, um, always be, I, I think, you know, brutally honest with the seller. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're having some issues, just let them know. Yeah. Um, you know, as an owner and, and a seller of real estate, you know, I appreciate that as well. I mean, we've sold yeah. self-storage facilities and, you know, luckily none of the owners had issues, but we had to grant extensions for things. And, and it's, and it's good that the, that the buyers are, you know, very transparent and open. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, dealing with strategy, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have those issues and it's just, just, just talk about it. Don't bottle it up. I think the biggest takeaway there is like, just lean on other people because mm -hmm. you don't have to do it all and you shouldn't, right. You know, cause I mean, if you bottle it up, like you said, I mean, that's when things start to really well, collapse. And I'll tell you one thing. And it's about those relationships too. Cause in that, in that deal yeah. you're talking about, I mean, you, you had built a relationship of trust with the seller. Sure. Obviously there were some practical yeah. Yeah. reasons for his decision as well, but I think it does right. go back to what we talked about earlier. It's like, yeah. man, I'm going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody. Sure. I don't have any agenda, but yeah. you know, that may come back to benefit sure. you know, everybody a few years later. Absolutely. Knows? Absolutely. And you want to, you know, you want to protect your reputation and, yeah, yeah. um, you know, especially if you're doing deals in one particular area, you know, the owners, the sellers, they'll get to know yeah. you yes. uh, brokers. Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody, you'll, you know, you know, as, we know there's a lot of retraders and, and try, and, I, and I've been one of those guys that's asked for a credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but you don't want, you don't want to hit somebody at the last moment. No. You want to be fair, open, honest with, mm -hmm. with a, with a good reason for that. Right. And so, you know, so just, you know, kind of protecting your, you know, your, your reputation out there in your particular and the reason I say if you're in a particular area, yeah, if you do business all over the country, <laughs> you 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 can 
you, you're a little bit more flexible. Well, but, but, but you, but, you, you, know, you want to be, you want to be, you want to closely guard it. Yeah. But on that point though, I yeah. mean, even if you're across, you know, many different markets, it's sure. still a small, you know, it's it a is. small community and whatever asset class or if you're yeah. in real estate in general, I mean, I don't know. I, I still, I, I err on the side of reputation sure. always right. and do right. the right, do the right thing. Even if, even if, it's just even if you, yeah. And even if, even if it's, it's, it's not always good news you're delivering, you know, For I mean, sure. the worst thing that, that, that I, I want to know the truth. Exactly. Yeah. The thing that I hate more than anything is, and I've done it several times is delivering on a brokerage side is telling a seller that my buyer has backed out. I know it's the worst and it's the worst. And you know, uh, you can never provide enough explanation as to why the person's backing no. out. And of course, a you can't know, beat around the bush. You just have to do it. Right. Buyers don't have to yeah. provide any explanation, I know. but it's, um, it's the worst. But you know, at the end of the day, you got to treat the seller right. Yep. And uh, you know, if you know that the buyer has backed out or is backing out, I mean, the, the, the sooner, the better deliver the news. Yeah. Well, know. and it's your opportunity in that position to really kind of show the seller that, all right, look, yeah. this has happened yeah. and it's time for us to now deal with it. It is what it is. Right. We can't just, you know, deny it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's real. Right. Here's what we're going to do. And that's when they're like, man, you know what? I'm really glad that I hired you sure. because otherwise I'd be on an Island like myself, you know? So, right. Exactly. Uh, so exactly. I love that. So I want to know, um, what's the, what's the overall driving force behind what you do? Um, independent. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just flat out independent. That's awesome. You know, I, I, I want to do, you know, kind of what I want to do, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, I'm not the richest guy in the world. I'm not the poorest guy in the world. You know, do I want to be? Yeah, I'd love to be the richest guy in the world. Right, right. But, you know, it's um, you know, you everybody has limitations. Sure. You know, you you you've got to do what 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 you can do. Um, but uh, to get everything that I want, um, you know, I have to be independent. Yeah. You know. Now. Love it. You know, and I always try to surround myself with people that, you know are true professionals mm -hmm. and you know, we're always kind of growing. I'm, I'm not a, you know, what we do, we don't grow hyper fast. We go at a pretty slow pace, um, from lessons learned in the past, uh, in making the wrong hiring decisions. Yeah. But you know, uh, for me, it's just all about being independent and, and being comfortable. Um, awesome. you know, I don't live a, you know, over the top lifestyle. Um, and, um, and my wife would tell you that she, mm -hmm. she, she, you know, she's always looking to buy more and more and more. And of course I'm the, right. the one that pulls back, but, um, yeah. And it's just, and then, and just having fun yeah, and enjoying what you do. Um, you know, if you, if you're, if you, if you're good at it or you're somewhat good at it and you enjoy it, you can make money doing it, then, you know, you're, you're, you're good. Yeah. Um, life is too short. Otherwise not sure. have fun. You mm -hmm. know, it's a good mm -hmm. reminder. Mm -hmm. Well, and, uh, you know, and I just, I, you know, love the real estate business, yep. so, you know, which is, you know, love doing, you know, I'm a, like you are, I'm a deal junkie. Oh yeah. Love putting deals together. It's, it's like, if you like puzzles, you'll like being a, a deal maker, right, you right, know, right. and every one of them is totally different. No two deals are the exact same. They all underwrite differently. <laughs> they all set up differently. Uh, there's a hundred different ways to get investors and to split, oh do profit splits and this and that and the other, and maybe more. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, I feel keeps my mind fresh, young sure. and, you know, I'm, you know, now at the same time I get very 
distracted. I might be at home, <laughs> right? And everybody knows I'm thinking about something else. Well, uh -huh. it's that deal and the structure, and you know, yes. so yes. Uh, it's all balance. You it know, is. It's, yeah, it's all balance, and man, you know, this is uh, but it's fun. This has been a lot of fun yeah. itself, and we just have a couple yeah. minutes left. Yeah. So I want to dive into what I call the rare air questionnaire because okay. like what we talked about here is like, we're not talking about ordinary stuff. Sure, sure. We're not talking about, yeah. you know, just plugging it in and, and doing the bare minimum. We're talking about, right. you know, pushing the, pushing the limits. Okay. And the reason why we call it the rare air questionnaire is because it's like you climb Mount Everest, uh -huh. there's not much oxygen up there. Right. Most people don't get to the point where they okay. just keep going. Right. Okay. So we're, yeah, yeah. we're going to continue to, uh, to climb that mountain and right. climb the next mountain that's okay. in front of us. But, uh, I'd like to know, you know, we've talked about some books, uh, but I'd like to know, has there been a book that's been one of the most impactful oh, reads yeah. that you've had? Yeah. Uh, Blink. Blink. You know, okay. Malcolm, yes. Malcolm yes. Gladwell. Yes. And, and it just resonated because it was Same like, here, yeah. yeah, it was like, oh my God, that is so true. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's basically how, you know, and you, you, you can size somebody up or, or a situation in the blink of an eye. Yes. And, um, and for the most part, that's dead right on. So true. It is. That book really resonated with me too, because yeah, um, yeah. you think about it, like we always, well, I want some more information. Let me get right, some more information. Right, right, right. Well, and you keep getting this information and really at the end of the day, all you had to do is listen to your gut. I know. As, as long as you have appropriate, you know, baseline of sure. knowledge, understanding sure. yeah. your gut and your infinite wisdom right. is going to tell you the right answer. And of course, when we underwrite real estate deals, yes. I mean, that's huge. Yes. You know, I mean, you, a good, you, good you know, I mean, there's a lot of times that I have tried to push a deal to make it work. I continue to look for better demographics or better, like what's going on. Oh, yes. this area is growing or it's like, but at the end of the day, it's like, no, it's not. Stop right, right. trying to make something happen. You can make any not. deal work you, on paper. You can. That's a dangerous you proposition. You can. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, when, when I, with what I do, that's why I love Google and Google Earth is that, you know, if that that facility might be yeah. two hours away but yeah. i can drive yes. quote unquote drive the street you know cool. google so you know it's but anyways that that's that's kind of the most impactful memorable book yeah for me well and it's yeah. it's about decision making right in our life in our life and our business is a collection of decisions that have been made sure. so that's a that's a good yeah. one i will definitely put that in the show notes yeah yeah because yeah. i recommend that one too malcolm gladwell's got another book that just came out i haven't yeah. read it yet but freaky uh, smart he's an awesome <laughs> yeah. awesome author yeah super fun to yeah. read oh yeah stuff. what's the um we've talked about a lot of different mm -hmm. things on, on really how you're doing this but i'd be curious to know outside of what we've talked about what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis oh gosh i want to give you something something good <laughs> yeah come on you know she's uh, God, it's a dude, tough, this is a really dude, tough one. I know. How do I, I elevate my life on a daily basis? I, I know, I know a few ways that you do, but I'm going to, I'm putting you on the spot. All right. All one. right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of something that's not so cliche. Right. Elevate my life on a daily I mean, basis. It doesn't have to be anything like yeah. that crazy. Yeah, I mean, it could be something small. You know, like. I just try to treat people fair. I just yeah. try to be nice. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, you know, when, when somebody's on the phone, I try not to be curt or, or, or mean or upset. Or if it's somebody that's wildly mm -hmm. wealthier than me or, yeah. or wildly poorer than me or different, I try to treat everybody the exact same. Mm -hmm. As you saw, I had a picture of John. I, I went to a lunch yesterday. Yep, yep. Sat at the same table as John Calipari. 
and the man by the way the man. we're gonna get the coach cal on the show yes with yes Tappen. that would be good yeah you need to maybe you're friends with him now yeah, well you know now i am <laughs> but we um i mean just our interaction that he and i had which was not long at all because you only had, you only get a second of his time right but it was it was the same as if i was talking to a buddy of mine yeah you know nothing different yeah, nothing different. Reminder. Nothing, and he didn't treat me that I was any underneath him. I didn't treat him as he was above me. Right, it, you know, you know. So just be yourself. For sure. I mean, you, you know, do that treat sure. treat all people fair. Yeah, I mean, it's because uh, you never know when it's going to come back. And I don't, I don't know or instinctively try to do that. That's just yeah. the way I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've met people that have to try I know you know, know. and that's yeah. that's sad I'm yeah I'm lucky maybe that was probably the way my parents right me up, you right know? right right that was the one that was one of one of many things that they gave me yeah you know so um that's good you know yeah that's yeah. really good and I've always you know because of that you'll have a broad range of friendships mm-hmm. um broad range of of you know uh, you know uh, business relationships mm-hmm. um and I've seen people that you know they can't do that. Mm -hmm. And that's sad. Um, although Mm -hmm. I know guys that are very one sided in this business and are wildly successful as well. So, you know, but it's a long-term business, you know, and I, I I would argue that I would think that in the long run, that's how you win. Sure. To be fair, treat people how you would want to be treated. Be nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just don't, I don't like doing business with people who are not Nice. No, you know it's just like come on yes we're all we're all trying to win in our own ways absolutely. but you know what we can all win together yeah. at the same yeah. time absolutely. you don't have to take advantage of somebody you don't absolutely. have to absolutely just be rude you know it's just like so that's that's really good i think this that that answer could be the the answer to the next question but right. i'll ask right. it anyway okay. what's the best way that you elevate others around you on a daily basis um listening just listening to them you yeah. know yeah. You, you you do the talking yeah you know you you tell me that's how I know you're you, a good you, negotiator. You, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It's you got to know where to keep your mouth shut. Right. Yeah. I no doubt. You know, no doubt. I mean, that's a clue. Oh, yeah. I've been in deals before, and it's like, ooh, you know, I've seen people they continue to talk, and then the whole deal changes. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. To the to the worst. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. Um. Yeah, so that's, you know, it's just, you know, is is really just listening to them. Let them talk. That's awesome. Let them. You tell me about you and you, you know, yeah. it's it's not about me. Right. You know. Right. And at the end of the day, it's about us. For sure. You know, for sure. You talk. I'll listen. I'll talk. You listen. Now, we, you know. Yeah. Now, now we've got something here. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I try to do, you know. Man, this has been awesome. I uh, really yeah, appreciate yeah. you taking the time to uh, to sit down. Elevate Nation certainly appreciates uh, right. you doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if Elevate Nation wants to stay in contact with you or reach out to you, how can they do that? Oh, call, you can call me or you can email me. All right. Uh, phone number 502-821-6738. Wow. And then my email is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at columnrealty.com. That's awesome. And then you can also visit uh, columnrealty.com, which yep. is uh, almost done, right? Almost done. Okay. We are uh, launching a new site and uh, finishing off some pictures, some uh, copy, and, and we'll be ready to go. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I definitely want encourage you to reach out to Aaron and just follow along with what he's doing. He's doing great things. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to many more years of friendship together. 
Uh, but I think the biggest thing is a reminder. It's just like, you know, you've got to replay this episode. You've got to listen to it again because there's so much wisdom behind what he's saying. I mean, he's gone through some challenges. He's had a lot of triumphs. But, you know, there, there's a lot of things that you can do here, you know, and take action on what he's talking about and really kind of capture those opportunities yourselves as well as, you know, avoid some of the challenges that, that are, you know, at times inevitable. But Perhaps you can, you know, sort of learn off of some of the, the heartaches uh, of, of someone like Aaron. So, Absolutely. Uh, the biggest thing here also is to, you know, repetition. I mean, you've got to be able to anchor this, you know, this wisdom into your own life and take massive action, but also share it with somebody else. Teach somebody else something you learned today. Um, reminder also, you know, we'd appreciate if you gave us a rating, subscribe to the show, a review, um, and, and of course, share this with a friend. So, Until next time, really appreciate everybody uh, listening. And Aaron, we'll see you next time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.